0: Miracy. I'm Patti Block, and you're listening to Making It. My business is The Block Group, and we help women business owners just like you generate more revenue with less stress by reimagining how you price and how you sell. When I was growing up, my mom made these fabulous cookies. The whole house smelled good, it was warm, the cookies were gooey, really wonderful cookies. And my whole life, I watched my mom eat the broken cookies. But it wasn't until I was a teenager that I thought to ask her, why do you only eat the broken cookies? Do they taste better? And she laughed and said, no, I eat the broken cookies so you can have the whole ones. And when I saw that statistic, that 62% of women rely on their business for their primary income, and yet 88% of those women bring in less than $100,000 a year. That is what popped into my head was, that's what we as women are doing in our businesses. We are giving everyone else the whole cookie, our staff, our clients, our families, and we live on crumbs. And it is so pervasive. And in the 15 years that I've worked with women business owners, I see it everywhere. It's reflected in undervaluing ourselves and underpricing. But there are lots of different ways that I see it manifest, that spirit of self-sacrifice and thinking that we can't serve others and make a lot of money. I know when I was growing up, my family expected me to get an education, which was fine, and get married and have children. And if I had a career, that was fine, but that's really not what they expected. And I consider myself a modern woman. I consider myself a feminist in the most positive sense. And yet, those were the expectations I grew up with. My two brothers, there's a lot of pressure put on them because they were raised to be breadwinners. Now, ultimately, I did have to be a breadwinner from the standpoint of my surprise divorce and being on my own financially and logistically to raise my children. And I've now successfully done that. I have three young adult kids. They are also business owners, and I serve as their business advisor. So I'm super, super proud of my kids. I'm also proud of myself because I had to get really clear on what my goal was And that was always to raise good human beings. In the course of that, I needed to become the breadwinner, and I needed to build my company in a way that worked for me. My dad was a very tough dad, very demanding, very dictatorial. It was dad's way or no way. And my siblings and I all grew up to some extent in fear of my dad. As I became an adult and I started understanding myself better and understanding where my dad was coming from and also applying a lot of what he's taught me with my children who didn't always love my methods, right? That's how, that's the type of relationship we often have with a parent. And at the same time, I learned a tremendous amount from him. He was an entrepreneur. He was an orthopedic surgeon and always had his own practice. And looking back now, he passed away eight years ago. And looking back now, I can say the things that I learned about business, about life, about interacting with people, he was not the best communicator. But I also learned from that negative experience of how I wanted to communicate with my children differently, of how I want to communicate with my colleagues, my clients. So I think in many ways, for the negative and the positive, my dad has probably been the person who has influenced me the most in my entrepreneurial journey. I started out studying anthropology and working with primates. And it was really a fascinating way to start my career because there's so many similarities between primate behavior and human behavior. And the way primates communicate, they certainly vocalize, but they don't use language the way we do. And yet there are so many ways that what I learned as an anthropologist has positively influenced how I interact with humans and what I teach and how I teach effective communication, especially when we're talking about things that are so uncomfortable for us. After I worked in anthropology and worked with primates, I became a political consultant. And I'm somewhat embarrassed to say that there aren't that many differences between primates and politicians. Lots more similarities than we'd like to admit. I used to think that I was lacking joy. And I thought of it in terms of a hobby. I need to have a hobby that brings me joy. And I realized more recently that my work brings me joy every day. And I'm very passionate about it. And I'm very passionate about sharing my message. So that is what I want for everyone I interact with, is to experience that kind of fulfillment in the work that they do. I think enjoying the journey is a huge piece of making it. So I was a volunteer in the political circles and people started offering to pay me to consult, to train candidates and to do the lobbying. And that's how I built my business. It actually progressed really nicely So after eight years of having that business, I realized I was on my own, I had to stabilize things for my kids, and I went and got a job, primarily because I needed health insurance for my kids. With that said, that job opportunity was game-changing for me because it was in a nonprofit organization, it was a private school, an international school, and I went in as director of development and then became director of operations. So while my first motivator was wanting to be that resource for other women business owners, my second became wanting to take my experience in finance and operations and bring that to the small business market. So I started my company in 2006 and that journey was really important for me because the whole time I was working in a corporate environment in a nonprofit organization, I was planning this company and having that runway, not only of saving money to start my company, but also all the planning pieces so that when I started my company, I started with clients. And that really makes a big difference, not only in how I was feeling and my confidence, but also in the effectiveness in getting my message out. I think of my whole life as a journey and making it somehow seems like I've reached the end of my journey and I feel like I'm just starting and I'm discovering new things all the time and meeting new people and building new relationships. So for me, that's half the fun of being an entrepreneur is that journey. And when I started getting really consistent feedback from my colleagues and my clients, that they understood the message that I was communicating and that it was resonating with them, that was the point at which I really felt as though I'm making it and people are benefiting from what I'm teaching. And there's this misunderstanding, especially for women, that we have to self-sacrifice. We have to sacrifice what's important to us in order to serve others. And what I teach is that, You really don't have to do that, even though we've had role models, like our moms and our grandmothers, that have sacrificed their needs and what they wanted. We grew up that way, and so we often fall into that trap, and we bring that into our business. And what I can do to combat that is my mission. We all as humans think we should do certain things. We should go in a certain direction. For women business owners, we should, according to the old thinking, follow that corporate model. And all of those thoughts become limiting beliefs because we don't know a different way. And certainly the young adults don't know a different way. For the young adults, it's finding a new way to make connections and to figure out what direction you want to go. And what path you want to follow, for the young adults, it's not a forever kind of decision. They don't have to pick one something and stick with it for the rest of their lives, again, because our lives are not a straight line. And that is a perspective that they don't have, and sometimes their family doesn't share with them. So every parent wants their kid to achieve certain things, but the kid may have different ideas and needs to find what's fulfilling for them. And in the same way, for women business owners, you've chosen a particular path. You've chosen an industry or a service that you provide. And now, as you're moving forward, you have the ability to make choices. And if you want to start a second company, if you want to help a different population, if you want to add an additional service, making it, Being financially successful gives you those choices. When I think about making it, I think about the freedom that it has brought to me. The financial freedom, the time freedom, but I take a great deal of joy in the work that I do, so I don't want that freedom so that I can take time off from work. It's a little bit counterintuitive. I love the work that I do, and I feel like I make an impact every day. So making it has allowed me more choices, and that is a tremendous sense of freedom. And then I get to choose how I want to spend my time, my money, how I share my message. And I think having those kinds of choices, anytime that you're bringing in more money, that's what it buys you. It buys you that power to make choices. I'm Patty Block, and you've been listening to Making It. You can find me at theblockgroup.net. Theblockgroup.net. Making It is part of the MiraCFM network, which also includes Course Lab and Just Between Coaches. This episode of Making It was assembled by Jeff Govertson. Cynthia Lamb produced the episode, and Danny Eaney, that's me, is our executive producer. So you don't miss the great episodes that are coming up on Making It, go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.